Welcome to Fuel, Sweat, and Science with Dr. Tip. Each week, we're going to take an in-depth look at how to avoid paralysis by analysis from all the fat loss, weight loss, options, noise, and claims out there, and move past a history of failed attempts which may have caused metabolic changes or suppression. I'm your host, Dr. Tiffany Breeding, PhD, fitness nutrition, and strength and conditioning specialist. My goal is to help you learn to balance busy, social, everyday lives while still seeing results and realize that losing weight does not have to be so complicated. Let's do this. Well, hey guys, today we are going to talk about the hardest part, where to start. That was not meant to rhyme, but it does anyway client walks in my office and says, I am exhausted. I feel like all I do is think about food, what I should eat, when I should eat, how much I should eat. I worry about exercise. Should I do cardio or strength? How many days? How long is too long? How intense? Should I be taking more rest days? It is just so much. And I already have a part-time job, kids, a social life. So what gives? Is there any hope, especially at my age, with my metabolism, my genetics? Just reading that makes me tired. And so I can understand. And part of what I love about what I do is being able to help people face those frustrations, overcome the confusion and the disappointment in feeling like they're doing so many things and nothing's changing. And I think the unfortunate thing is they may be doing so many things, but are they the right things? And so if that sounds familiar, I'm sure some of that does. It's a very real picture of a cross section of all of my clients that I see or talk to on the phone or video chat with weight loss, body comp, the fitness and nutrition culture. It's just banking on that paralysis by analysis capitalizing on frustrated, confused people who are just looking for help. And I know how that feels. I've felt that way about pain management in the last three or four years. All the options, supplements, shots, procedures that promise no more pain. And which of them are legit? Which are going to put me on a path to more pain and more wasted money? And what can I really get behind and believe in? And that's the person that I want to be, the resource, the trusted individual that doesn't just sell a product or an approach, but helps you find the product or approach that's going to work. And the benefit of that is seeing my clients succeed or people that I love succeed. And when it comes to the nutrition piece of this, you know, it's whether it's me or someone else, you know, how do we right the ship in our battle to higher performance and sustainable change? And here's the bottom line. It's not about the answer. It's not like fixing a car, right? Tires flat, you fix the tire. Brakes are shot, you get the brakes replaced. Problem, one cut and dried solution. The human body is such a complex machine. The fix is often not just one single mechanical solution. It's a combination of the right solutions executed effectively and consistently over time. Our body is responsive. It's adaptable. It's so smart. But when you're unwilling 
or unable to provide it with consistent feedback, love and support, it gets confused and all of a sudden it stops responding. This is where many people walk through my door. They've confused the heck out of their body. They've gotten angry. They're desperate. So they start bringing up, you know, banging on the door, kicking and yelling, taking it out on their body and driving a bigger wedge in the communication lines. We have to open those lines up. We have to listen, learn, be kind to our body. A little pillow talk goes a long way in this game. We have to be patient and sometimes getting negative feedback and being willing to adjust and change the course instead of always expecting it to do exactly what we want it to do. You know, we just can't get into that cycle. So so where do we start, right? Where, where do I start? I'm ready to change. I'm ready to figure out a solution. There's a lot of options out there, many of them very valid, many of them very successful for a number of people. And so the question becomes, you know, how do I just get started on this journey and figure out that direction or that path or that approach? Where I would start is the same way I would do if I was buying a house or a boat or investing my 401k or deciding on the right assisted living facility for a loved one. Do your homework. Talk to experts in the field. Tour the facility. Take it for a test run. I'm hoping that's what we can do together on this podcast. Not that you want to wait months to learn about all the different options, but as we talk and explore and discuss the pros and cons, answers will become more clear and you can start to see how that feels and how it sounds and does it make sense. One of the biggest variables in the weight loss, diet, health routine, wellness journey is that it has to make sense. Not necessarily make sense on the whole, but make sense just for you even. Shocking. I know it sounds like a basic principle, but do the suggestions and the requirements, do they sound reasonable? For example, don't eat fruit, veggies, whole grains, eat only meat, the carnivore diet. Does that seem reasonable? Drink nothing but water, cayenne pepper, lemon juice, take 10 supplements. Don't think about looking at a whole food for at least two weeks. What about that sounds healthy, right? Starve yourself for three days, followed by a day of eating massive amounts of calories, anything you want, exercise in a fasted state while trying to maintain mental and physical energy for your job and kids. Don't worry about food sources, quality, whole foods are refined, empty calories or nutrient-rich options. As long as you hit your macros, you're golden. These are some pretty raw and, you know, I get it, a little bit over the top explanations of some of the most popular successful approaches out there. Again, I'm not the judge and jury of results. These may very well get you results, but are they healthy, reasonable, quality choices for your life and your lifestyle, your your long-term health goals, longevity, vitality, all of those things? When I explain my program, I feel like it's so easy to buy into because it just makes sense. Well, you eat real food, sometimes resort to quick convenience foods on the go or have to go through fast food. Sure. Will you have more success if you commit to doing cooking and meal prep? Do you have to make dressings and sauces from scratch, buy ingredients you can't pronounce and maybe use only once a year? Nope. 
Will you hit some setbacks, plateaus, get stuck and have to make some adjustments? You sure will. And does hitting a plateau mean you failed, your metabolism is broken, there's no hope? That's doubtful, though we might reach a point where you need to dig a little more into blood work or hormones or bone density or nutrient needs if we're not getting there with some behavioral modifications. Can you eat fruit? It doesn't have so many carbs. Yes, fruit is a carb. And yes, it does have sugar. Did anyone get obese from eating too many strawberries? Not that I know of, though I'm sure there's someone that'll send me some research about that, and I'm happy to read it. Do I have to say no to alcohol, dessert, pizza at my kid's birthday party? If these foods are triggers and you're unable to moderate them at first, and they might leave you with feelings of guilt or shame or loss of control, I certainly might suggest that at first we avoid them. But there's not it's not because these are bad foods or evil foods or that you're a terrible person because you enjoy them. They're just foods that are more commonly tied to emotions, overindulgence, a relaxed mindset, and they can slow the progress if we choose them too often or if we're not able to control them. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I want to start something, I like the idea of being logical and I like the idea of working it into my life so that I don't feel like I can either lose weight or live then here is my advice. Start logging your food. And I don't mean just plugging in foods that kind of match what you had. I mean, collect data, accurate, detailed, meticulous research on what you are eating. Again, this is your retirement fund. This is your boat that you're going to have your kids on, the nursing home you're going to put your mom and dad in. The details matter. Get a food scale, learn to read food labels and what servings and portions, carb, fat, protein means. It does not matter right now what your macros are, because until you know what that even means and how to count them, then you'll never know or accurately be hitting them. So don't jump to the PhD before you've gone through bio 101. Okay, when you're looking at food labels, you're going to see servings, you see units of measure. But how many of you just see, oh, it's 200 calories, that sounds fine. Or, oh, a serving is a cup. If I just have a cup, then I'm portion controlling. But do you need a cup? And are those 200 calories all fat, all carbs? a nice combination, you have to understand what information you're looking at and why you're looking at it. So by using a tracking app like MyFitnessPal or, or Chronometer or Lose It, you can put these foods in, the amounts, the brands, the choices you're making, and then you can start to look at them and say, okay, I had amount, about X amount of carbs, X amount of fat, X amount of protein for lunch. All of a sudden, you start to draw correlation between turkey sandwich on a six-inch hoagie with mayo, avocado, lettuce, tomato, a bag of chips on the side. And what does that meal equate to in nutrition speak? Okay, wow, I get it. I didn't realize that mayo and avocado were both a fat source. Plus, there's some fats in the potato chips. Hmm. 
Okay. I didn't have nearly as much protein at lunch as I did carbs and fat. Interesting. Always thought I ate enough protein. So again, this is not a judgment or you're not now tracking to hit specific goals or start eliminating or saying I shouldn't have those carbs and the chips. It's it's education. Put in what you enjoy. Put in what you typically eat in an honest way and then just evaluate it. Look at it with curiosity. Start to learn what foods have what nutrients in them. This is about knowing and having and learning for a few days about what you are having. And this is data collection. If you don't have data, patterns and trends, then how do we know the changes that we need to be making? Once we understand, then we can then hypothesize or create some projected outcomes. I see that I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I see that I'm eating a lot of my nutrients at dinner and I'm not getting a lot through the day. Or I I realize that I'm having a really heavy breakfast and then I'm not really eating again until dinner and then I'm starving. So some of this is about patterns and behaviors. And then other parts of this is about the numbers and the data. Everyone just wants to get started, get my macros, send me a shopping list, a meal plan, tell me what to eat. That's not how I operate. We're going to learn. Teach a man to fish, not give a man a fish. That way the, the process, the behavior is embedded. So we're talking about macros. You have heard the term. Maybe you haven't, but that's the language we'll speak on this podcast. It's the foundation of knowledge that's going to help you adjust, manipulate, manage your goals through the foods that you eat, the amounts that you eat, the balance and the quality of what you eat. Macros are carbohydrates, fats, protein and water. All food is made up of one or more of these main nutrients in addition to any number of micro, micro meaning smaller scale nutrients like vitamins and minerals. So the macro are the big daddy. They're the big fish, the big nutrient values that make up the bulk of the food. And then foods have micronutrients as well, some more than others. So when you assess quality and content of food you're eating, you're essentially evaluating what macros make up the total energy in my food. So again, let's say you eat 200 calories. Calories are units of energy. So you're eating 200 total units of energy. Now, how much of those 200 calories are coming from grams of carbohydrate, grams of fat, grams of protein? The source of those calories will alter how your body will convert them, utilize them, break them down into units of energy so that you can actually perform daily function. For example, if that 200 calories in the case of a piece of fruit, for example, is made up primarily a carbohydrate or a cup of rice, the conversion will be to glycogen. The energy will be readily available. Carbohydrates, the more simple and refined, the quicker we get them into our system and break them down for usable energy. So we will be able to use those for physical activity, for brain function, for muscle contraction. That's the function of a carbohydrate. That's their role in the body. So that energy, that 200 calories of energy from carbohydrate is used for specific 
functions. In comparison, if that 200 calories is a chicken breast, that's going to come from primarily protein. So that type and quality of energy is different. The benefit of the protein is going to be muscle repair. It's going to be for the building of new muscle tissue, for recovery, all of the things that protein as a fuel source benefits us. Protein is not a main source of fuel for physical activity. We don't utilize it as readily when we are moving or exercising or contracting muscles. So depending on what type of energy you need, that might dictate the type and quality of the calories that you choose. So it's not just the 200 calories, but where and why and how am I utilizing them? And it's important that where and how that's going to better predict how your body will benefit from them and why you need a balance, why you need a combination of all of those because they all play a different role. That's my biggest beef with approaches that don't include an adequate amount of all those nutrients because they all have a really important use for the body. And yes, our body will learn and adapt if we eliminate or restrict or deny it certain nutrients. It will learn to create energy from other sources. But why would we make our body work that hard when we can just feed it what it needs? If we don't focus on getting those carbs, fat, protein, and water adequately, then something is going to suffer or have to fill the gaps. And as you're learning to look at food labels, assess your daily logging, the amounts of the nutrients, the types of foods and distribution of those macros, it might reveal a lot about your patterns, trends, preferences, and how well you're balancing those. We're going to dig deeper into each macro in future episodes, but that's a high-level view, right? You're allowed, now you kind of get, okay, I understand, or hopefully at some level, like how the relationship, what is the relationship between calories and macros and food labels and these all this data that's on there, what does that mean? And I urge you to start looking at that stuff again. You know, this is, what better education is there? If you were starting a new career, you were going to learn, you know, take your kiddos to to Disney, you would do the research so that they're safe, so that it's effective, so that you have fun, so that you optimize your investment. But for whatever reason, we're not willing to spend time digging into this. It's more what's out there quick that I can buy or take or eat that's going to give me results instead of learning and digging into it. So that's my goal. And, you know, I think the first best step, if you're just saying, well, how do I start? Collect the data and don't phone it in. I mean, collect the real data. When I ask people to do sample days and I look at what they log, there's no way. There's no way if you walk in and you're significantly unhealthy, overweight, struggling with that, and you're logging 1,300 calories of fruits and veggies and whole grains and lean protein, that might be an ideal day and a day you eat here and there, but that is not the worst of the worst. I would log the worst of the worst. Give yourself a real picture of, okay, wow, that really could add up. That is 
a day that when I just enjoy and have what I want. Again, it's not a judgment. It's not a bad thing that you do. But if that's what you're doing, then that might be why you're struggling. And so take a, an honest look at it. But I'm super excited to kind of dig in deeper in, in the next few episodes. Okay, now how do we manage this? Where do I go from once I've got the data? Once I see where I am, then where do I go? And how do I figure out the adjustments to make? So have an awesome one. See you next time. Let's do this, guys. <laughs>